Today's guest is someone that I personally admire. His name is Jesse Cabellin, and this is episode 13 of the Comox Valley Coffee Talk podcast. Hi, Jesse. My man, Daryl. Hey, there you are. <laughs> hey, man. It's good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Yes. So why don't we just start right off with you giving us a little, uh, a little background on who Jesse is and, and what you do around here? Sure, man. Um, well, uh, I'm from the Philippines. I grew up there. I was born there in 82. And um, my parents brought us over in 94. And um, they just thought maybe it'll be a it'll be a better future for us here. And um, we long, long story short here, coming like, to the island, I think we moved here 2015. And um, I was, uh, we were like, we were bike messengers in Vancouver and we had a baby, my partner and I, Krista. And we were like, you know what, let's, uh, let's move somewhere, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit slower pace and a little bit more affordable and family oriented and all that. Like we both grew up in like sort of small, like uh, small towns and that. So that's the kind of upbringing we wanted for our child. So we actually, Got on a got on a RV on our bus, and we're like, "Hey, why don't we try Newfoundland? <laughs> That's where Chris is from. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I've never been there. I don't know if you've been there. No, no. And um, so we're like, "Hey, yeah, let's let's give it a go." So we 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 drove out there, and um, we're out east for a couple of years, and we're like, "Oh man, we're really spoiled out, out west because both of us have been out here for like twenty years at that point." And we're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's go back. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, so we did. But uh, you know, we just asked around. Actually, it was Krista? She she asked online. She's like, hey, anyone? Where where's good that you, the where where's everybody living in the West Coast that they love? And um, we had a friend up in Campbell River, and she was like, yeah, it's really nice here. Neither of us have been up here, and uh, we we literally, you know in our RV and, um, drove out here and, uh, yeah. And that was in, uh, 2015. Cool, man. So, so yeah. You've um, got such a good story. Like there's so, <laughs> there's so many things that I got floating in my head that I want to talk to you about, but uh, <laughs> I I'll, try, I'll try to organize my thoughts a little bit and don't get off on too many tangents. But, um, I gotta tell you, Jesse, one of the, one of the biggest things, and I've never told you this in person, uh, we do know each other mostly because our kids go to the same school in the same class, but this is just my opinion, but I, I know I'm accurate on this one because I, I can just tell when I see something that you are definitely one of the greatest dads of all time. You are so engaged and just, I can just see how in touch and tune you are with your daughter. And yeah, I, just, I really respect good dads and I just know that you're definitely one of the good ones out there. Oh man, I, I appreciate that. I, I'd like to say it takes one to know one. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, you, you've been a parent yourself. It's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a learning. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I to be honest, um, my, my dad, uh, 
you know, his upbringing was, you know, he, he was a, he was, um, there were seven of them, their siblings. And, um, he was just, he grew up kind of rough, if you will. Like, you know, the, his dad was kind of rough. So needless to say, my dad was kind of rough and he was, he was kind of disconnected, if you will, with our, with us. You know, I have, I have an older brother and older sister, uh, younger sister. And um, so when I had a kid and I, I, I wanted, I wanted something different. I wanted to be involved more and uh, I wanted to be like, yeah, in, in tune and like, you know, and I just, I, I'm always thinking of that. I'm always thinking, I'm always comparing myself to my dad in a way. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He was like, he was a good, like now that I'm older, I see, I, I see how he was. I see why he was the way he was. And, um, you know, that was cool. I can respect him more now. You know, as a kid, you were like, oh, man, this is, this is tough or what have you. But you're just a kid. But now that I'm a dad myself, I can look back and be like, okay, I, I kind of understand where my dad was coming from. And um, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I see that in you, too. Like, you're, you're like, the boys, like you see, you see them. They greet you, they hug you, and um, I, I can tell that you, you guys are really tight. Yeah, and it's funny because in a sim, in a in kind of a similar way, my my dad was kind of the same way. Like, definitely loving and supportive, and you know, a, a good dad from those part. But definitely not. I wouldn't say he wasn't affectionate. <laughs> That's for sure. Right. I don't remember too many times cuddling with my dad, and yeah, uh, and just also he was busy. He was a real businessman, so. I never really had that close, close daily connection with him. And I don't ever think of myself comparing myself to that, but I just feel like I'm the total opposite where like I must yeah. hug and kiss my boys like a thousand times a day, tell them I love them 500 times a day, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not totally even, even now to this day, like my dad struggles with the words. I love you. Like it just doesn't naturally come out of him, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Me is like, I don't, it just flows out all the time and it's just such a different, thing and yeah it's funny yeah. they say when you grow up in a certain way that sometimes you em emulate or you kind of go the other way become the same way as what your parents were but i just yeah in a lot of ways i feel like i'm the total reverse yeah yeah exactly i um yeah with my dad like and now actually i after all this pandemic thing went on i uh, i i've talked i talked to him on the phone more than i have in the past you know the past two years or something but uh, yeah, that's one of his things too. Like he can't, he can't really tell me he loves it. Like it's hard for him to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but oh, it's um, funny because I know that he does. That I know he loves me, but it yes. just this doesn't seem to want to say the word. I don't know. Doesn't say the words. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I, I initiate it usually. He likes to uh, <laughs> he likes to give me the firm. He likes to give me the firm handshake. But I bring him in. I bring. Him in. <laughs> I get. I give him. The, I take his hand. I give him the firm handshake, and I just you know I, I bring him in. I give him no choice. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, I, I give him. A, I give him a good. Uh, I give him a good cuddle, if you will. And uh, I think I think he likes that. But again, he didn't. His upbringing, he didn't, he didn't know that, right? He didn't learn that in 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 small town in the Philippines. He, that wasn't that wasn't the way, you know. Like men were men, or what have you. And it's just it just wasn't his way or his nature. Yeah, and, uh, I understand. That's all right, you know. They 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 give us they give us different skills. Um, 
you know, I think a lot of my mental toughness uh, come from him, actually. I owe it to him. That's cool. Now, like, it's what I really, again, I respect you as a dad. And what I think is cool, because I do the same thing on my uh, my personal Instagram, is on your Instagram account, when you have your description, first off, it's dad. And I just love that. That's like... And before you get into who you are, it's just like dad and husband. And I'm just like, yep, exactly. Like to me, that's what comes first <laughs> above anything that I do. That's my favorite job. It's my only thing that I really, you know, put everything I've got into. And yeah, being a dad is just my number one always. And everything else kind of comes after that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's good. It's fun. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a journey. It, it, it's, it's, getting i think it's getting better uh to be honest would you would you say i mean <laughs> i i mean it would be kind of hard to say like oh it's getting worse or something i guess that's needless to say <laughs> no worse. i i can see like see i'm lucky because i get to kind of see the behind the scenes because of course being in the same class i get the teacher updates with all the pictures of what's happening at home and and stuff yeah. so i get to see what you guys are up to at home during well not only during this time but all times um yeah. That's kind of cool. So yeah, let's go down that path a little bit more. So yeah, you, I mean, I definitely see how creative your daughter is. She's always posting pictures with, you know, cakes and, and, and um, all these different craft projects and all these cool things she's doing. So I know that I was thinking before we talked a little while ago that she was getting most of that from Krista, but now tell us a little bit about your cake skills. Cause that's where she gets that from. Yeah, she's, um, I <laughs> My cake skill, you know, um, uh, Krista and I, we were blessed to be able to uh, job share. Like while while we were while we were living in Vancouver, uh-huh. we owned a bike we owned a bike courier company, and so um, I think Ginger was about two then, and so uh, we would take turns going to work, and that was. Uh, that was uh, that was awesome for us because we best of both worlds, you know, get to stay home with our daughter, raise our daughter, um, each of us individually, and also go to work. And um, we love both of us love bike messenger. But while we were while I was staying home, you know, hanging out with Ginger, you know, we would do our usual things. You know, I that's when I really started exploring. Like, hey, why don't we make like some some cookies or something? It was very basic, and. Um, and then it just it just became more and more. It's like, hey, why don't we try making a pie? Well, that would be awesome if we made ice cream, you know. And that's where it really, I would say, it really started from, you know. But I've always loved sweets, like, growing up. That was, that's, like, my, my vice up to this day. It's, like, <laughs> sugar, sugar. Yeah. And, um, I was like, man, I want to make, I want to make the this stuff. You know, we we'd frequent these cupcake, um, this the particular cupcake shop on Commercial Drive there quite often, and we're like, yeah, let's make some cupcakes, heck. And you know, she's fully into it. I mean, she's two, three years old, and she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it came from there, and um, like, you know what? After after a few years of being a bike messenger, um we started we started thinking of what's what's the next chapter in our lives like we couldn't do this you know we couldn't stay in vancouver you know it's like oh what are we gonna what would what are we gonna do next and um 
well, I was getting really, really sink, sinking my teeth into this baking thing. And uh, it, was, it was just this dream of mine. I was like, oh, you know, that would be kind of cool to like go into pastry arts and, you know, explore that. And maybe, you know, the idea back then was open up a cafe or a bakery or something like that. And um, so that kind of led us to, um, like I said, take the bus out east. And uh, I, I did some, um, I did some, uh, I did a pastry stint there in, in Ottawa and uh, uh, the school called Le Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. and learned from these um, chefs. They were, they, were, they were adamant they had to be from France. And that was an amazing experience. That was, that was like a good turning point from me, like to be like home, home baker pastry to be like whoa okay this is there's more to this game and um so it kind of went there and um just baking 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 so much and honestly daryl um (laughs) after so many days in, in um in the in the pastry school eating so much treats like <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. it was it was it was dangerous i was eating so much treats <laughs> at school and i was like practicing uh, uh in our apartment in hull in quebec practicing every day uh, to a point I, I started selling them i started selling them off because i'm like we can't we can't eat all this so we were giving them to family we were selling some of it uh some like we live in this big apartment building so we'd give them away to people and um, yeah, I just kind of came from that. I mean, I could, like, sh- should we keep going until where it kind of led me? That kind of led me to to where I am now. It, well, to, we went to Newfoundland afterwards after after my school, and um, I got a job there as a chocolatier at the Newfoundland Chocolate Company. Um, have you ever had their chocolates? You can order them online. They're, no. Uh, yeah, they're they're quite good. They're they're a bit of a uh, a bigger uh, production kind of uh, machine now, but back then it was like six of us in like a sort of in this old sort of mansiony sort of uh, um, downtown home, um, and um, and it was just us. It was very tight crew. It was like a family, and we're all just making chocolate, <laughs> making tons of chocolate, eating a ton of chocolate as well. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I did out there. Chris and Chris didn't really work then. She was, uh, she was, she was doing a lot of the, um, the, um, the, the markets cause she was very artistic and she, she sewed a lot. So that's what, that's what her stint was then. And to stay home with ginger um fast forward a couple of years we went out here and um i got a job at the um the famous cumberland bakery oh okay cool uh, yeah i basically <laughs> they weren't hiring we actually went there and um we heard about these like awesome donuts i'm like oh my god i'm a sucker for donuts <laughs> like we go we go there and uh we got our donuts <laughs> we're like uh you know i, I just like want to talk to the owner or something and like i know they're not hiring or whatever but maybe i can get my foot in there somehow and um so we we went, we got our donuts we sat outside there was a bench across the street like by the library there and 
saw this man, this gentleman come outside and he's taking out the trash or the recycling, what have you. I'm like, okay, well, he might look like he's the owner or the manager or, or somebody. And um, I <laughs> went to go approach him and just start talking about the don't okay, man, this is our first time here. We just moved here and donuts are amazing. And uh, he ended up being uh, Dave, the owner. Cool. Yeah. Do you know him? I don't think so, but I feel like I must have crossed paths with him at some point. Yeah, because he oh he owns the um the the Church Street Bakery now as well. Yeah, and um, he's super cool. I was like, I just had really to sell myself. I'm like, you know, this is no. Oh, I went to the school and I have some chocolate background, and um, and he's like, oh okay, well I might need someone, so he hired me and. I it wasn't actually pastries or chocolates. He needed a he needed a bread guy. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, yeah, sure. I you know in my schooling we didn't re- we covered bread, but didn't really like dive into. We just touched on it. We didn't really like get into it too too much. So it was it was brilliant. I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally into it. And um, yeah, did that for a while and. Uh, it was all sourdough. It was all like organic sourdough breads. You, you must have had their breads or Church Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Bread. Or their bagels. I heard on your podcast you guys talked about yeah. his bagels. Yeah, we used to do their bagels, yeah. Oh, man, that was one of my favorite things to make there. It was, oh, it was, bagels are fun. Um, so, so and now, delicious. So now you've become, uh, instead of the student, now you're the teacher. You're Now you're teaching Ginger how to do all these things herself, right? Yes, because now that is, uh, I'm, I'm no longer in the business. Well, Krista's business here, we'll get to that yeah. if you'd like. Uh, but um, she was, she got so busy. She's like, I'm going to need to hire somebody or you're going to need to quit your job. And um, I was like, all right, well, that's that's okay. And um, that's fine. I'd, I'd love to do that. Stay at home. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I bring that up because I, I find like, oh, I, I did this. I did this training and I was kind of pursuing this like sort of dream or passion or what have you. And uh, I was like, oh, is it, is it, did it go anywhere? But then now like Ginger, she's quite interested in it. And, um, you know, I'm teaching her and I'm still, I'm still doing it. And I, I don't think it's gone to waste. At yeah. All. I, I think, yeah, you know, I know they're doing, she's doing a great job and the pictures that I've seen. Now there is one picture on your Instagram. It's like this huge, like, I don't know, like, 15 story cake <laughs> what's and you and Ginger, <laughs> what is that story what's that must have been for some kind of competition or something yeah yeah you you, you think so well every year because you know because since i got this like uh this reputation around the house now you know i was like oh it's that like you know papa it's my birthday what cake are we gonna make this year you know like okay it's not it's not always a big production every year you know some years it's just like some cupcakes or cookies or what have you or but uh, so this year she set out, well, I, actually I, on Instagram, I follow a lot of, um, a lot of cake artists and, and uh, all those people. And I was like, oh, hey, I, I kind of tagged this, this photo of this one cake. I was like, I always wanted to make a cake like this. And uh, she's like, oh, my goodness, if you pull that off, that would be amazing. I was like, all right, challenge accepted. <laughs> you know, I've never, I never made anything like that before. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that. Yeah, that was for her tenth birthday. That was in February, and uh, just kind of broke it down. It's like, okay, how am I gonna attack this? You know, um, 
broke it down, simplified it, and uh, yeah, did it. It probably took like I don't know two weeks to to put together. Wow. You know, yeah, I don't know. Do you, are you much of a baker yourself? You know what's funny is when I was probably in my twenties, somewhere in there, I really got into cakes and I started doing all these like you know fancy the cake pans with the molds and like the different nice. cartoon characters and stuff, and then decorate them to do that. So I did that again, yeah. just just for myself and for a family, like any birthdays and stuff. And I don't know that lasted for probably maybe I don't know three or four years, maybe longer, and then. Since oh. then, I just totally dropped it. <laughs> I never, never really made another one again. I don't know. It just was a phase of my life where I got excited for a while, did it, and then haven't done it since. What about the What about the boys? What did they? Are they big on a cake, like birthday cake, on their birthdays? Yeah, I definitely love to eat it. <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as designing anything fancy, we like during this whole COVID time, we've made one cake, which. Uh, was just kind of a basic chocolate cake um nothing fancy but uh yeah it's it's something that i never like nobody really pushed me into it i just kind of took it up on my own when i got older um but what's yeah. really interesting is just on a side note is my niece who is now oh boy in her 20s she is like such a major like cake designer where she just kind of does it as a little side job because um she goes to school and other things but she does it to make some extra money and she's amazing. Like I can't believe the cakes she's putting out there. And what would wow. make me feel good actually was when she first started doing this, um, she said she was inspired because of me when I was the one making cakes and how I made her birthday cake and stuff. So it kind of inspired her. So I made me feel good. That's rad. Yeah. So That's even though she's like a million times better than I ever was, but, but uh, I'm glad that I had some, saying it actually what would have been really cool is i think it was about a year ago she entered one of these um reality tv baking shows i don't know which one it is or really? anything but she didn't get picked but it was one of these shows where you had to bring somebody on the show with you and she had selected me as the person so anyways if she picked i would have been on there with her but uh yeah so it's pretty cool whoa and you're great of course she didn't like surprise you oh hey by the way i signed us off well no she didn't even yeah. tell me i think i heard it through somebody oh, else <laughs> i heard it through somebody else in my family that yeah if she would have got picked she was gonna take you and i'm like oh okay cool thanks that would have been awesome <laughs> would you have gone you think like after upon hearing that were you like oh yeah i would have done that yeah probably um here's a little note so cool. i don't even know if anybody knows this in the whole comox valley but um, we were actually, our family was actually on a fairly, a fairly famous TV show back uh, around, oh boy, about eight or so years ago on um, House Hunters International. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a big one of those big shows where they have people where they move from one location to another location and they show them looking for their house and all the things that go with it. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on there, but um, yeah, it was a pretty like international TV show that and one of those reality shows we got to be on, which is kind of cool. So that was my TV claim to fame. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I never, I never knew that. Yeah, well, you probably, you know, I haven't really talked about it ever. So, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what was the show called? It's called House Hunters International. House Hunters International. Yeah, it was on oh. HGTV. Oh. Yeah, I, have to look. I don't know. Bit. I still have the, the episode somewhere. So, uh, how old were you, how old were you when that would have been it was it was when we moved from Austin Texas to the to Grenada the Caribbean that was the movie okay. that we filmed um and that was 
in 2012, 13. No, more than that. Just wait. It would have been 2014 or so, right in there. Yeah, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, what made you guys move it? And when you say we, like your family, your immediate family. Yep. Is that okay? Yeah, it's a long story. My whole travel. This is. (laughs) I know. Like no, every time I hear, like I, I listen to all the podcasts and I. And I hear all, all these things about you, little tidbits, you know, I mean, you and I only have really like 10, 15 minutes exactly. before class or after class. And we, you and I have been meaning to catch up on a bike ride or, or a chat or something like that, but we haven't. But um, listening to the podcast, I hear you, like, you've lived um, Caribbean, and Texas. And I'm like, oh, what were you doing? And yeah, kind of curious. Well, we're definitely going to have our, our catch up. And that, NK, speaking of that. I don't know. You might be the one and only person that's listened to all 12 podcasts so far, which is good. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, if anybody else has listened to all of them so far, be sure to let me know. Um, but um, yeah, speaking of that is I know several times and I know sometimes it's tough because the whole boy girl, you know, when kids are younger, they just don't know about hanging out with the opposite. Um, but several times I just wish that river would kind of become really good friends with ginger so that, uh, yeah, <laughs> as a family, because I mean, I've I've thought that many times. Like, man, I just wish they'd become really good friends. They don't want to hang out, and then I can hang out with you guys all the time, and it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, we might just have to do our own thing. And yeah, let them uh, not not do anything together. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, let's. Talk. Yeah, I certainly we've certainly thought about that for sure too. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll do it for sure once we uh, can start all socializing a little bit more. You are definitely on my list of people to hang out with a lot more. So, um, oh man. But speaking of bikes, sure. so we're both bike lovers. I actually didn't even. Well, I guess I knew that you were a bike messenger. I didn't know you guys owned the company. Um, that is one area of biking that I've never done. I've never had a fixie bike. I think is what you ride, and that's usually what what the uh, couriers ride. Um, but let's talk like really quickly about that one and like what. Uh, what life on the bike is like for you these days too yeah um well it, it, not all bike couriers ride fixies but um it, mainly the, the reason why they, they were riding well first of all they're they're awesome they're rad but basically they're they're simpler and you you, you have less um maintenance to do on them because you only have one gear you know you're not really wearing out your derailleur or your shifters and that all the time and plus, you're you're mostly in the downtown core. You don't need a lot of gears. You know, usually you can get by with like a pretty good gear, like just one gear. Right. But um, that kind of, I mean, I mean, I've always loved bikes. We rode bikes, you know, in my childhood and and, and the Philippines. But um, yeah, how did I find bike courier? Oh, I I think I had a job for this uh, catering company. I was. I was I was delivering um, delivering food at the time, and uh, I, it was very corporate, very very like our our clientele was like high end clientele. This food was really really good, and um, I guess I needed the I needed the break. I was at a point in my life I needed a break from like the corporate <laughs> like kind of corporate side, and uh, saw this I saw this bike courier one time pick up food from from the catering company, and. Uh, the the reception our receptionist was kind of like you're gonna put this food in your bag <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, wraps or something like that it was like oh yeah I'll make it there in one piece it's like okay sure and uh, 
was like, oh man, life on the bike. I'm like, oh, that, that, that looks, that looks, that looks fun. So it's like, uh, I didn't get a job as a bike courier right away. Um, I, I, I tried being a, a car courier. I, I went in the car and I, I was heavily into skateboarding at the time too. So I was like delivering, delivering the downtown Vancouver. And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be clever if I brought my skateboard um, and park, park in a decent, like park in a central sort area and uh, I'll just skate my trips off. And uh, I did that. I did that. And I, um, then I, I was in a probation period and they fired me for that. What? Like yeah, they're like, uh, you can't be you can't be doing that. That's why you have a car. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, well, park. You know, I tried to reason with them a little look with the parking and all that. I thought it was kind of clever, you know, park somewhere central and like just do these trips real quick. And uh, and no, they weren't having it. You know, I was a young kid, and they're like, no, no, thank you. And um, so uh so i was like oh, okay well that's that was my first taste of, of courier i was like man i, I kind of like this independent life being outside and uh i like the hustle you know and uh so I, at the time i had a bmx bike that, that's all the bike that i had um finally this one company was was hiring um we, yeah we didn't always own our bike courier company um, um but uh i I told this guy, I, I told this guy, oh, we want the job. And he's like, what kind of bike do you ride? I was like, oh, I'll ride this BMX. And um, he was he was really close to hiring me up to that point. He was like, ah, no, you, you can't ride a BMX with this job. Like, I need you to go faster, you know, than like yeah. <laughs> the BMX, we have small wheels, small gear. Yeah. And um, so I was like, okay, well, actually two two companies denied me. I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to shell out for, for a road bike. And uh, bought my first road bike for a hundred bucks nice. with it, uh, second hand. Yeah, I just kind of cleaned it up, and um, it was like an old Norco, like a steel, you know, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, super heavy. And um, yeah, got got on that. I was like, it's the first road bike I've ever had. I was like, oh man, I'm flying now, you know, riding riding a skateboard or or the BMX. I was like, oh, road bikes are killer. Um, so I was flying in that for a bit. Did that, did that for a while. The, the company didn't come along until after like a couple of years. Um, I think uh, our friend... Oh, right. We had, we had the baby and I was like, okay, can't be a bike courier and have a baby. <laughs> so, I mean, to, you could, but like to, to us, we were like, okay, this, you know, working for this company... Um, like it was just going to be one of us working for this company, right? Cause, right. Um, uh, like it's not going to cut it. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, he worked for Purely. He was a manager for Pure later. Um, I just I just asked him for a job. And he's like, yeah, totally. You're you're on. You're experienced. You know how it goes. You just have to drive this one ton truck. No big deal. <laughs> and um, got so got on with, with Pure later. That's a good job. They're good employers. And uh, and our friend. Who decided he was gonna retire? He was an independent, so he had um, uh, maybe fifty clients. So they just call you independently. You're, you know, this this company has been around. I think he was maybe the third to own this company, second or third. I'm sure Krista will clear it up for me. But um, yeah, he wanted to retire and. 
buy a bike shop with his buddy. Um, so um, he he asked us if we wanted to buy the company, and we we're like, yeah, like not even not even a blink of an eye. Yeah, we we we'd love that. And um, so yeah, we, I think we own that for three four years, something like that. And um, one year, I got hit pretty bad and it was the only second time i've ever gotten hit did i tell you this story no, before no. no i don't think i have uh, i've gotten hit like twice uh, the whole time i was on the road i was probably on the road only like five years collectively once uh when i was working in, in melbourne and um that was okay like i was fine like my, my bike was a little bit bent but i was okay um but this time it really it really banged me up. I was actually on, on a wheelchair for a couple of oh, months. Boy. And that's that was the turning point of us really that that was the last straw for us, like jumping, like, okay, let's let's do something else. Cause you know, um so it could have been worse, right? Could have been worse and we're like, let's uh let's not keep doing this now. Let's 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 do something else. So so yeah, that's kinda how our how my bike career career ended but although um krista she's uh we, we always say she's she's uh the, the courier gods love her you know she was a courier for like 20 years wow. uh yeah and um ever since we moved back west actually even when we were out east without fail someone because she's she set her roots in, in ontario and in vancouver um, she both she careered in both cities uh, without fail. Every summer, someone's asked her to fill in. Like they would like to go on vacation. Hey, would you like to fill in oh, for me? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she would just come in. She would she would do a little, you know, two weeks to a month kind of stint on the road, like every summer, which uh, which is awesome. So we would just go. Um, maybe maybe not this summer. We don't know yet because of the pandemic. But uh, yeah, we all go there as a family and. Uh, Ginger does some uh, Chris, you know, circus camp. She loves circus camp. I go see a lot of family and, um, you know, bike around. That's cool. Ride. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's good. I mean, now, now my biking right now, how, we got out for our first good bike ride maybe like a week ago. Um, yeah, we were kind of timid, like being outside. I don't know, like just... I don't know. We, I heard like you didn't, you weren't really going out to ride out there either. No. Like, I heard you got a trainer. Yeah. And uh, definitely don't like being inside, but, <laughs> but, it, but oh, yeah. it's, okay. <laughs> it is, it's okay though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys also it's have okay. a cool uh, car, electric cargo bike, which is super cool. And I know you guys take it up to school or at least um, Krista drives it up to school. You take your other bike, but um, yeah, and that's that I'm seeing so much more. I feel like everybody has an electric bike now. So I mean, that's kind of the, the new wave, which is kind of cool because it's just getting more people out there on bikes anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as long as you're out there. I know we used to like being bike curious. We, we, when we started seeing them on the road, we just like kind of scoff at them. But like, w w what's the big deal? You're still on a bike. You're still outside. You know, you're not driving a car. Awesome. And it's electric. Like, it's a win-win everywhere and now yeah it's, it's all the rage now it's you know there's mountain bike ones now that you can get and um 
yeah, they're like, oh man, some of the technology they're coming out with, like you can't even tell some of them are electric. It's like really, really sleek design. There's actually two two um, people at Mud Sharks now have electric mountain bikes, so uh, we're starting to get a, a fleet going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard. Um, what's uh, I, I never met him like officially. That one fellow you had him on. Uh, yeah, on Ma- Matthew. So yeah, Matthew's just got one, and then uh, Martin also had one. Yeah. So yeah, they both have been out riding together and separately and stuff. So um, that's pretty cool. I don't know. There's another. Martin. There's another guy in town. You, this was a couple of years ago. And I haven't seen him for a couple of years now, but I actually, I actually got to know him pretty good. But there's a guy in the Comox Valley. At least he used to be here. That was making his own um, electric bikes. And real funky ones too, like not, like he had this one that was just, yeah. like he totally built it himself, but it was just like this low rider, big handlebar, like chopper bike with uh, built in electric. And he was riding it around town all over the place. He actually let me take it for a spin <laughs> one time. I used to take it out for a ride, but I haven't honestly, I haven't seen him or the bike for man a long time now, but he was really cool. That's awesome. But yeah, I'd love, uh, I love those people that just get you get on with their Franken bikes. Yep. Eh? They just like totally geek out and make something out of nothing, basically. This is really cool. Like he was just you could tell he was real like quiet, like loner type. Like I don't know, just uh, he wasn't really talkative too much. But I I saw his bike one time and totally tracked him down and and uh, spent a bit of time with him. Um, but yeah, it's been a while, and that was before electric bikes were really becoming a thing. It was it was really something he just did on his own. Wow, I wonder what kind of motor um, he used. Because the conversions that I that I've like back then, the, the conversions that people would do is like the um, uh, what is it called? Like you know, like the weed eater, the or the the, the weed hacker yeah. motors. They would put that on. <laughs> it's like um, they they would put that on a bike, but his own electric. Yeah, I'll have to look. I actually still have a video of it. I'm pretty sure. So. And some pictures. I'll look them up and see what huh. I can find. I'll send you something. But yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And I just kind of didn't even think about that until we started talking electric bikes and realized that, that was what was happening. Yeah. But um, hey, yeah, so we, yeah another thing that uh, like you know, there's, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. So I'm just flipping gears here. But I've never really talked to you about this one, and yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, and I'm sure people listening would love to hear it. But you were old enough. Okay, you were probably about 12 years old when you came from the Philippines. Is that right? Yes, so you must yep. remember yep. it fairly well. But, like, what do you remember about that kind of time where you were like living in the Philippines? All of a sudden, your dad's like, "Hey, we're moving to Canada." <laughs> Canada. What do you What do you think? Like, what happened? What do you think as a kid? Oh man, you know, I, I was just talking to Ginger about this uh, a week ago, and um, yeah, I was twelve years old. I'm like, I was thinking back, it's like. Man, did I even say goodbye to my friends? Like, what was the yeah. goodbye like? Like, what was I feeling at the time? And uh, I remember just, uh, I think we left our town because we weren't in Manila. We were, like, probably four hours north of Manila. So we left, like, in the middle of the night, basically. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, it wasn't... I was 12 years old. I should remember how, how, it, how it all went down. But uh, it it was it was trippy, man. Like, it was coming here i think it was september it was september 94 and i remember um coming out of the airport and how chilly it yeah. was uh-huh. <laughs> i was like oh man i was like okay this, yeah it is it's definitely cold here um we have um we have some family that's that's lived here and uh, that i had some cousins that grew up here 
and they were really into hockey. They were like big into hockey. And I, I think 94, I think that was, are you a hockey fan? You know what? I've never played hockey. And when I was younger, I used to enjoy watching it. And then I took a long, when I kind of lived away from Canada, I totally didn't even pay attention to anything about hockey. And then since right. we've been back in Canada again, yeah. and my boys are, you know, into it, I definitely love watching it again. Yeah, that's that's cool. Okay, so 94, I think that's when the Canucks, I think that's when they had the riot, didn't they? Possibly, yeah. But I, I'm not sure, but it was the time of Bure, yeah. like Pavel Bure. And um, my cousins were like, hey, you know, you're, you're Canadian now. You, know, you got you to <laughs> play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so they had, um, had, had three cousins who were like really into hockey, like street hockey and ice hockey. So they, they, they just gave me some sticks and uh, my brother and I, I'm older brother, right? And uh, played a lot of hockey. That was, that was my memory then because we lived with my aunt and, um, and there had two boys played hockey every day, skated every day. And, uh, and I remember moving to Richmond and there was even a pond. It was a really like super Canadian uh, experience, like my first year. Um, like the pond froze over we, we played I, we played on that um yeah a lot of hockey uh, that's gotta be a weird experience like you okay you growing up had never yeah. even experienced cold weather let alone seeing ice or putting skates on so like that must have been such a, a weird oh, experience for you it was so cool like i i i do remember dreaming about snow and like and skating because I, I i think you know one of our trips to manila they, they had like an ice rink in the mall i was like oh man that's so cool like i've never ever tried it until we moved to mm-hmm. to canada but uh i have i, I have tried roll like, i never owned roller blades or roller skates but i have tried them like at a park like you rent them went to this like touristy part in, in baguio i don't know if you know yeah. the philippines no nope. if you ever been there Okay, so yeah, this like tour. It's like uh, it's like a big city in the mountains. We go up there, and one of their things is that you could rent these roller skates. That was my like skated once or twice. But yeah, we came here, and it was like my cousins were like, "Oh, you're gonna learn how to skate." Like, oh, I love skating. Skating is like, it's so much fun. So yeah, we played hockey. Um, what else? What else was like pseudo? Canadian. A lot of people. Oh, that's what they said. If you want to be Canadian, you gotta play. A, you gotta play hockey, and you gotta eat a lot of pizza. Apparently, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I mentioned that to a few of my Canadian friends. I like, guess. Well, I guess you know, we're not. Guess, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I didn't watch a lot of hockey. I I don't know why I, I didn't watch. I, I didn't follow it. But like my cousins, they always followed it. But I just always liked to play hockey and skate. I think I love the skating part most. Yeah, for sure. And then what did you yeah. like what did your family do? Like so what did was, your parents do like for work and stuff when you got here? My dad, he had a couple of gigs. He got a job at a um metal fabrication. That was yeah, it was like a, I think they made like uh like hangers and like for the airport oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Like small ones. But yeah, so it's steel fabrication. And uh, his side gig was um, um, as a mechanic with hmm. his buddy. My mom, my mom initially, um, we had some family in, in fast food. So she got on there, but she has always been um, an entrepreneur. 
Um, so she moved up. She became like the accountant or something like that. And um, yeah, she did that for a few years. Um, but her, her dream was always to like open up a, like a little boutique. Like even in the Philippines, they like we, we had our own, um, you know, we had farms. So to this day, we have some, some farms, like onion farms and, mm-hmm. and rice farms. And um, so when we were when my parents were doing that, she would always have her side gig like selling whatever, like uh, Avon, you know. Oh yeah, I remember Avon, and uh, yeah, she would do that. She would sell this and that and jewelry. Like she got on, somehow she got into jewelry. I guess because she loved jewelry. She was like, hey, she, she could do that as a side gig. For as long as I can remember, she she sold um, jewelry as a, like a side gig. So that was the goal she was working towards. So she did the accounting thing for a bit. My dad was in the um, fabrication, and um, eventually, my dad he was like um, he wanted to do something else, like that he wanted to do because the job that he was doing it was like just a job, and I think it was I think it was kind of hard right. on his body. So it's like, you know, he had a lot of street smarts. Um, he was a gambler at the time. So he thought, hey, why not uh, become like a casino right. dealer? So like, yeah, he, he did the training and he did that. And um, he's really good. He's a really smart guy. And uh, so eventually he became like a the pit boss. You know, I don't, I'm not a gambler or a casino goer. But um and the uh, River Rock Casino is like one of the biggest casinos in Vancouver. Yeah, it's in it. Richmond, actually. I don't know. You no, know, no, I, I haven't been there. But I've heard, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> of it, though. Actually, one of my staff is a big gambler, so she told me about it. Yeah, I've never been there either. I heard, I heard they have pretty yeah, good I'm buffets. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, so, he, 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 yeah, he went on and did that. And um, my mom, after a few years... Uh, finally got her dream she got her little boutique and she still has it in the, right on on main street uh, my dad's retired now and they're still in vancouver yeah so yeah my dad kind of goes back and forth uh, to uh, our property um it's like the house i grew up in oh, in, cool. uh, in the philippines so he goes back and forth yeah he loves he's one of those guys he loves like after a few years here he just loves the lifestyle right. there so he would prefer it there. My mom, she's kind of like, oh, she's kind of on the fence. You know, she really likes it here. But she loves the Philippines. So he retired and he kind of goes there in the winter times and comes back here, you know, quite often. And my mom does the same. They visit one another. And uh, my my mom, she's she <laughs> she can't retire. She's she's been saying next year for like oh boy. five years now. She's one of those busybodies, and um, yeah, every time I have a conversation with her, I'm trying to convince her. And she's like, "Yeah, you don't need to keep working; you can retire and just hang out with dad." She's worried about like, oh, yeah, "What right. am I gonna do? You know, what am I gonna do?" She's yeah. happy. That's so. Um, so it matters. So the Jew. Yeah, that's right. And um, actually, it's it's funny. Like at one point, she had a, a jewelry kiosk at the airport. She she worked there with part of her job. She worked there, and um, one year she needed someone to run it, and I wasn't doing anything. And um, <laughs> at the time, I think I was in my traveling, you know, traveling feet. I would, I would go back to the, to the Philippines, only to the Philippines. I would go back to the Philippines, come right. back broke. 
she's like okay you want to you want to you want to work at you i need a manager for the kiosk and um it's kind of funny looking back like it ties in with what we're doing now um with the jewelry thing and uh but it was it was all the jewelry that she would like to sell. You know, if if I had it my own way, which I think she sort of was like, you know, you can you can get whatever product you want and sell in there. You're kind of I'm kind of leaving cool. it to you to run it. And um, yeah, so I did that for like a couple of years, and um, I didn't I, I didn't really know what to sell. I sold a lot of like silver and some like natural stuff, but. Um, but yeah, looking back, yeah, it's it's kind of neat that now that we're in like we're not selling jewelry. I think I told you like we're we we do tools, like we sell tools to jewel to right. to, to artists. Yeah, I never really yeah. knew exactly what you did, but I've kind of taken a look around and just seen some of your postings and stuff too. So I kind of get the idea. But yeah, th- that's a whole nother conversation. I know it's something that 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 and you said it something Kristen <laughs> would probably know a little bit more about anyways. So if we can get her on sometime, that'd be fantastic. Or else we'll just have to go for that uh ride together and we'll talk and you can tell me more about it at that time. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Well what do you reckon with this whole <laughs> reopening thing? I mean what do you that, what are your good what question because this is um yeah anybody that's listening to this when you're listening to it so this is uh what are we may 15th we're about to go through the long weekend and after that next week is going to be one interesting week (laughs) to put it the lead this is this is my take on it is that we're we're about to open up the economy after two months of not doing anything really and as a business owner i feel like i'm 100% 100% on top of it. I'm especially for my industry. I know I've read everything, seen everything, talked to everybody in this industry. And I can tell you with a lot of knowledge that people in this industry have not a lot of clue what actually is about to go on and what's allowed. And it's just crazy that I can't wow. believe this is it gets to such a big thing in my opinion to open up to open up businesses after 2 months and for business owners to really not know what they're allowed to do and not really sure and customers not knowing like it just it's a whole bunch of like confusion in my opinion but we'll see what happens yeah i i haven't um (laughs) i haven't gone down the rabbit hole of what's you know all the phases I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how it's gonna go down. So you're. So by next week, you reckon you're gonna be. Well, yeah, it's funny running? for for mud sharks. We have it has nothing to do with the whole opening. We just, uh, if, like, I've been. We've been under construction for like a while now. We're doing some pretty major, major, right. major yeah. construction. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty much brand new place inside of there. Um, so we're just kind right. of wrapping that up, and so we should be. Well, we plan to open next Saturday, which is gonna be the twenty second. I think it is. Um, yeah, that has nothing to do okay. with what what the economy is like or what right. the uh, phasing is like. It just happens to be kind of right in line with what's, with right. this, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, we were kind of ready for anything because when we started our construction, we had no idea what would be happening. So if it was anything from just takeout only to full dining, we were ready for anything. So um, it looks like it looks like by the end of the month, um, there'll be some partial seating allowed and stuff. And so, yeah, we're totally ready for that. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really confusing and stressful and scary time because even with the restrictions being lessened, there's a lot of people that just aren't ready for it. And so 
it's going to take a little bit of time and a right. lot of kind of watching and getting comfortable with the situation before too many people start venturing out, I think. That's just it. Like we, we don't, we don't know. We've never done this before. Right. So, nobody. So yeah, I guess we're just going to see, we're going to cross that bridge together all of us and see what works but it, it, i'll tell you work. it is kind of like and, uh, you know, i don't know how to explain it i feel like it is very in, in my own personal opinion just outside of business it's it feels very optimistic i guess to see that our province has done a fairly good job with this whole situation it hasn't gotten out of control too badly and now because of everybody's hard work and doing the right things now we're able to kind of mm. open up where a lot of places aren't but then on the second half, like other side, it scares me because I'm like, okay, with all this opening up, are we just going to like find ourselves yeah. going in the opposite direction right away and be locked down? Like it's, it's hard to know. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can't help but think that. I mean, you, I mean, ev I think everyone is looking forward to this new norm thing, whatever that is. And uh, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to just, <laughs> I think we're all excited. Right. So yeah, I know. I, I try not to be fearful of the fact, and I guess we'll just we'll just see what happens. Well, I guess. Yeah. Hey, here's one more question for you. One um, more question. Just uh, up. while it's on my mind here is, what are your plans for going back to school? Are you gonna Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna just forget the rest of the year? I, that's my. That's sort of my my first reaction is yeah to just forget about it. That was that was my first thing, and then, and then it kind of like every day comes up um, between Krista and I. It's like, would we? Would we not? The last the last conversation was like, um, we don't find that it's uh, yep. necessary, really, um, for us. Um, and and again, we didn't want to. Uh, we didn't want to just like I know it's not going to be like hitting the ground running. But I, I just feel like the opening, it's a scary thing to like, it's exciting, but it's also kind of scary. Like you said, I totally agree with what you said is to just like, oh, now we're, you know, we're ready to just like open the store and move, move towards that way. We don't want to just do that right away. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you're allowed to do this yeah. and we don't want to just now sound, sounds right on that right away. I don't yeah, know. I know. What are your, what are your thoughts? What are your sounds thoughts? Sounds like me. Like originally... Saying? when I heard that there was a chance of schools opening by June, I was like, ah, whatever, we don't need to go back. Let's just ride out the rest of the year and stay at home. But because yeah. my oldest son is in grade eight and finishing up there, I know he kind of liked to have a little bit of closure and just be able to kind of be like, okay, bye, bye, you know, goodbye school. I'm done with you now. Um, so we've kind of talked yeah. and at the moment, I think we might, go back for like the last week but uh we'll see we'll see i don't know i guess a lot can happen between now and then if if the cases stay low and everything's good i think we'll probably do that if cases start skyrocketing again i think we'll say okay yeah. forget it <laughs> exactly that's and that's exactly where we're at too it's like whether or not um you know should we is there any point it's like you know if the the cases are really really low and we keep doing a great job you know um yeah you know, it's a it's a possibility, but uh, last conversation was. Yeah, when we I think were, it's. Uh, we're not gonna. 
I mean, it's yeah, I told, if it was yeah. if it wasn't for the fact I think of of my older son not going back to that school again, I think we'd be like whatever. But it is kind of nice for him to say goodbye to some of these kids. He probably might never see them again. So yeah, yeah, fair, yeah, like fair enough, yeah, for sure. Where's he going? Where's he going? Well, that's another thing. We're we're continuing with the uh, with the homeschooling. I think so. Uh, that's the path we decided plus i think it's a good decision with not knowing what's going to be happening next year if there's going to be a second wave of things and schools are locked down again so yeah it's kind of kind of his choice and right. kind of left all the options to him but nothing's finalized for sure yet but uh, i believe oh, it's wow. going to be carrying on um kind of with the same school program but into the high school years and it's it's mostly uh homeschooling with i think one day of in person a week Yep. Oh, so that's okay. that's nice. that's the plan. Oh, that's good, the plan good for you guys. But hey, Jesse, yeah. I know we can talk all day, yeah. and we are going to keep yeah. talking. So I will personally keep in touch with you, and as soon as uh, yeah. we're able to do some sort of get together, we'll do that. Um, in the meantime, say hi to your girls for me, and yeah, maybe we'll see you all at school uh, sometime soon, or maybe not again until the fall. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, if, if if not, then I'll, uh, I'll I will uh, build up some courage and there go downtown go. and uh, see the new shop. Yeah, I think, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks for being down. on, Thank Jesse, so and much. I will be in touch with you very soon. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Bye bye. Right, appreciate it, man.